Welcome to Served Neat, hosted by your girl, Jen Hartman. I'm the CEO of Neat, a boutique PR and marketing agency based out of Louisville, Kentucky. I launched Neat in 2019 with just $3,000 in my bank account. Since then, I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of emerging brands and Fortune 500 empires. I believe that marketing and PR should be served neat, just like your favorite bourbon. On this podcast, you'll hear about the latest and greatest growth strategies, the ups and the downs of entrepreneurship, and so much more. Pour yourself a glass of your favorite bourbon because it's time to dive in to this week's episode. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Served Neat. I recently posted a question box on our Instagram stories. And one of the questions we received was, if I were to start an agency from scratch today, what would I do? And I thought this was a great question because we just celebrated our four-year anniversary, our business birthday. We're entering our fifth year. I'm a super senior, y'all, and I couldn't be more excited and more proud of how far we've come in just a short amount of time. But I thought it would be fun to revisit what I did when I was starting an agency and everything I would do different if Neat were to burn down tomorrow and I had to start from scratch. So believe it or not, I actually did very little right when I started my business. In fact, I did so much wrong. For example, I had quite a few opportunities come my way that would have paid the bills, but I kept turning them down because, well, one, I was an idiot, but primarily because these opportunities weren't ideal clients. They weren't in my niche. Vomit. I cannot believe I did that. There were just a number of opportunities that would have been so good for me looking back, but I just kept saying no because it wasn't a perfect opportunity. If you're new in business and somebody wants to pay you, gosh dang it, say yes. Stop saying no. Don't be picky, especially when you don't have the ability to be picky. Like Beggars can't be choosers. I was definitely a beggar back in 2019 when I started. I had no room to be saying no but I was. I don't know who I thought I was back then. You could say no if it's truly out of scope for you. For example, if you are obviously building a marketing agency and somebody slides into your DMs and is looking for legal advice, right? Like that is so incredibly out of scope. But if you are looking to start a social media marketing agency, but you also have experience doing email marketing, just because you want to go down the path of social media management doesn't mean you need to rule out email marketing opportunities. Like I said, say yes. When you're first getting started, it's so critical to take on projects to build your portfolio. You have to start somewhere. So you can be pickier a little bit later on down the road. The other thing I did wrong, and I think that this is opposite to what a lot of people do, I charged way too much starting out. Again, I don't know who I thought I was. I was being picky about projects. I was charging way too much money. Who was she? I was clearly a little too confident when I was first getting started. I was out here charging, brace yourselves, I was out here charging $3,000 a month for social media management without any kind of portfolio. And this is back in 2019. So that that's kind of a lot of money for not having any 
social proof. I really should have been charging less to bring in more clients and then up my prices over time. I knew I was charging way too much when I had a dream opportunity fall into my Instagram DMs. I was so excited. And this is a brand that I would still love to work with one day. I mean, I'm sure at this point they're like, this girl, <laughs> no way they will not revisit. Who knows? I don't know. Anyways, there was a dream opportunity that fell into my DMs and I was so excited and they did ask me to send over my pricing via email. They wanted to hop on a call and then their response to my pricing was, wow, this is the most expensive pricing we have seen so far. And they had talked to multiple agencies at that point. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe this is too much. If I'm more expensive than all the other agencies out here, would I feel comfortable charging that much for the service now? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would feel more than confident doing that. In fact, for our PR services, for PR alone, we start at 5k a month. And I know that our services, we could even charge even more. We could start our services at 7,500 or 10k because we do such great work. But at this time, I had no social proof. Like I had no business charging what I was charging at that time. In 2019, a lot of people in the industry I looked up to, they had always talked about charging your worth. I just thought my worth was a lot of money. <laughs> Clearly, but I learned my lesson fairly quickly and adjusted my pricing. But I feel that there were a few opportunities that I didn't land because of my pricing at that time. And I was told that it was because of my pricing. So lesson learned, you can definitely start a bit lower and then increase your pricing over time. Okay, I now after talking about all the crap I did wrong, let's talk about some of the things that I would do again, if meat burned down today, here's what I would do tomorrow. First up, I would network like my life depended on it, which when you're starting a business, it really is about who you know. So you have to put yourself out there. And it doesn't always mean going to huge conferences. When some people think about networking, the only thing that comes to mind are conferences with thousands of people. That's not the only way to network. In fact, one of my favorite ways to network is in small, intimate settings. That's where I do my best work. That's where I have the best conversations. There's few distractions. I have better conversations. So I prefer one one coffee chats. I actually did do this in the beginning, but I just didn't realize how important that networking was and those one-on-one -on -one coffee chats were until a couple of years in. So coffee chats are so key and it doesn't have to be like coffee, right? It could be lunch. It could be drinks. It could be dinner. Just a setting where you get somebody's full attention for 30 minutes to an hour. And during these conversations, you don't even have to sell anything. In fact, don't even sell. The best coffee chats, the best networking is going to be simply getting this person person to open up. So asking them questions, getting them talking, and simply see if there's a way to help that person without asking anything in return. So it could be a social media audit or a website audit or sending them a couple of different ideas for content. Maybe there's even somebody in your network that you can introduce them to. You know what's going to happen is you're going to do something really nice for them. And then they're going to say, what can I do for you? Who can I introduce you to? Hey, actually, I want to work with you because of X, Y, and Z reasons. That is what networking is. Yes, networking is getting to know other people, but building business relationships, you're just scratching each other's backs back and forth. So don't be afraid to do something kind and not immediately ask for something in return. Just do something for the sake of doing something. And trust me, it will pay off. And it's not like you have to take that much time to do something. Doing a website audit or doing a social audit takes like 10 to 15 minutes. 
That's it. So if you are feeling spicy, say you're listening to this and you're like, Jen, I am the most people-y type of person. I am such an extrovert. Okay, if you're feeling spicy, head to a networking event. Check at your city's chamber for events. 10 out of 10 recommend. However, you'll typically have to pay a small fee to join your city's chamber, but you may find it to be worth your while for the networking events alone. Co-working spaces, in my experience, also have really good events for founders. I've attended a few fireside chats at a co-working space in Louisville and I've made some solid connections and had some great takeaways from the speaker. And I already touched on this, but industry conferences can be a great way to network with other industry professionals. But if you are building an agency and say, for instance, you want to work with product-based businesses, go to a trade show. I know people are probably like, trade show? What? Trust me, go to a trade show because you will get to talk to hundreds of your ideal clients. All you have to do is walk around the room. They all have a booth set up and you can have some good conversations with the founders. All right, so first up, I already talked about it, but networking, like my life depended on it because truly who you know will go such a long way when you're building a brand. Number two, speak on as many podcasts as you can, talk at as many events as you can, do as many co-Instagram lives or Facebook lives as you can to get in front of as many people as possible. I wish I would have done more of this when I was starting a business. I didn't do it until maybe like two years in. You can't go wrong with visibility. All you're doing is you're putting yourself in spaces where people can discover you. You're increasing your discoverability. So people might not convert right away, right? Like they might not see you on a podcast, click and buy, but they're going to maybe download your lead magnet. They're going to visit your website. They're going to follow you on Instagram. Visibility is more top of funnel, but again, it's how people are first discovering you and you want to put yourself in as many situations, as many spaces where people are able to discover you. You can have the best service, the best pricing, the best results. But if people don't know about you, how are they supposed to buy from you? So it comes back to visibility. Next, since we're already talking about visibility and marketing, I would go so hard on LinkedIn. Like I would be posting three times a day on LinkedIn and I would be connecting and starting conversations and engaging with as many ideal clients every single day that I could. I'd work on building a personal brand having conversations, building relationships. I was on LinkedIn when I started Neat, but I wasn't posting as much. I honestly didn't really know what to post. And I didn't really have a strategy when I was doing outreach. I was just throwing things out there to see what was going to stick. And quite frankly, I think I was spending more time on Instagram and that wasn't where my ideal client was at the time. So lesson learned. Again, if I had to like do things over, I don't even know if I'd have an Instagram. I would just go hard on LinkedIn. I would also white label my services with other agencies because this is such a great way to build your portfolio. In case you're like, I have no idea what white labeling is as an agency, let me tell you. You charge another agency your typical rate and then they can turn around and charge their clients however much they want to. So say you charge 3K a month for your services. That agency can turn around and charge their clients 5K. And then you work directly with the agency on the project versus working directly with the client. It's best to do this with agencies that offer services that complement yours. So for example, if you specialize and branding offered a white label for a social media agency or a PR firm because 
your services complement their services. They probably have so many clients who need services like yours, but they just don't have somebody in-house who can tackle projects like that. Okay, last but not least, this has to do with hiring. I would hire an appointment setter right off the bat. An appointment setter is a sales role. So what they're doing is they're putting appointments on your calendar and essentially from there, your main job is to just hop on sales calls and close deals. From here, I would start to build up my team to fulfill the work as sales started to come in. I see so many newer agency owners hiring roles that just don't make sense at the time. For example, it doesn't make sense to hire a social media manager if you don't have any clients to manage, or it doesn't make sense to hire a virtual assistant if there's not enough work to do, or don't hire a closer if there's no calls on the calendar. It makes sense to hire an appointment setter first because that brings in sales calls, sales brings in money. With that money, you can make other hires and start to just strategically build out your team. So I'm going to go over these one more time. Number one, network like your life depends on it because it truly does. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, focus on visibility by speaking on different podcasts that your ideal clients listen to, speak at events, do co-Instagram lives or Facebook lives or LinkedIn lives. Just focus on getting in front of new eyeballs. Go hard on LinkedIn, build a personal brand, white label services with other agencies and hire an appointment setter so you can boost appointments on your calendar and increase sales. A theme that I'm seeing as I read through this list is just putting yourself out there in as many ways as possible, whether it's networking, whether it's speaking on podcasts, whether it's posting on LinkedIn, there's so many ways to increase the number of eyeballs that are noticing you and your business. And that is really what is going to change the game if you're starting an agency or if I were to start an agency again tomorrow. These are truly the things that I would focus on. And this is coming from a lot of trial and error. It's coming from four years in business and a lot of conversations I've had with other agency owners. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you guys have questions, shoot me a DM with those questions because I can turn them into podcast episodes. I love getting inspiration in that way. Thank you guys for listening and I'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Served Neat. I hope you enjoyed listening and found some tasty nuggets of marketing wisdom to help you take your brand to the next level. Remember, just like a perfectly crafted cocktail, Marketing is all about finding the right balance and serving it up with a splash of creativity. So keep building, keep refining, and keep serving up your brand with style. And if you're thirsty for more insights, follow us on Instagram at Nate underscore the agency for even more marketing tips and tricks. Be sure to subscribe and join us for our next episode of Served Nate. Until then, cheers. <laughs>